Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and Happy New Year. This is Jaikar. It is January 13th, Friday the 13th, another auspicious day. And welcome to Women's Grace and Grit, Blog Talk Radio. And I am the hostess. And today's show is going to be about the real reason men don't get women. <laughs> so, Let's start with my write-up, and then we'll go into um, into the show. The real reason men don't get women. Women are intimately connected with God in ways men are not, such as being able to grow a new human being within themselves, to turn their blood into milk for a child, and the manner in which our brains are wired to be multifunctional. In Eastern traditions... Uh, spiritual traditions. Women are considered the grace of God, an acknowledgement of the vast capabilities women have, which men do not. And with these abilities come responsibilities as well. So today I want to talk about the sacred nature of women and how our capabilities come with a responsibility to lead, to care, to give voice, to stand up, to serve on behalf of all of life. And how doing so does not require feeling burdened by responsibility, but rather um, when we do embrace ourselves as grace of God, we will find more joy and delight in our life. So that's my thumbnail. That's my intro. Um, And I just want to make it very, I want to pause here and make a caveat. Their differences between men and women do not translate in what I am speaking to and what I am um, illuminating, what I am um, sharing as wisdom, um, as better or worse. This is one of the things that we are struggling with uh, on this planet at this time, that different must be ranked in a um, vertical way, in a hierarchical way. If something's different um, than something else, which is better? And the truth is, neither is better. They are different. They have complementary capabilities, men and women. We have something as women to offer men, and we have something to learn from men, as well as men have something to receive from women and also learn from women. But, you know, just as the the whole... um, wisdom about what makes good teams is evolving. You know, it used to be, you know, whoever was the team leader got to pick whoever (laughs) that team leader felt comfortable with and felt would follow their direction and, you know, basically a fairly homogenous group. The wisdom around teams is now you want to pick a real eclectic um, spectrum because you want to be able to cover different ways of, of processing, engaging, experiencing, believing. Um, and in, that, in those differences, you will create a better product. You will create a better solution. The same is true between men and women. But today's, you know, today's show is really for me to introduce this concept of um, women as the grace of God. Now, again... More capability does not translate into better people, better person, you know, better than. Um, what it does translate into is an understanding that with great power comes great responsibility. Um, and I think it's one of the things that women have really struggled with. You know, there's the historical challenge for women of being denigrated and dismissed and denied and subjugated as second class. But there's also this 
active challenge for women, which is what do you do with your vast power? What do you do with your capabilities? You know, um, and are you really sharing them in your life and are you sharing them in service of your life? And that is really, you know, that is really, I would say, one of the big challenges for women. It isn't that women don't, you know, nod their head and say, yes, we have all these great things that we can do. It's taking it out to the streets, as I call it, meaning, you know, not just talking about it, not just knowing about it, not just, you know, giggling about it with with women, about men, or about relationships. It's actually engaging it, you know, and having it serve not only um, one's own life as a woman and one's family, but, you know, the very larger world. And, um, and you know, divinity is a funny, funny concept in, you know, 21st century um, European worlds. Divinity is still challenged by being thought of as separate from day-to-day life. It's really thought of as something you do in special places and with special clothes and special ways of speaking, whereas really for me divinity is very everyday it's very you know practical it's very intimate with how i choose to make choices in my life how i you know choose to focus my energy and my attention in life it's this concept that really divinity um the sacred is everyday in everything and that's a very different concept a very different paradigm than sacred as, oh, you know, the act is sacred if it's in a temple or a church or, you know, whatever, special put aside, not for daily use um, kind of physical place, and that there are things that are sacred that can only be done in those special places at special times and with special clothes. You know, we're we're still working ourselves out of those beliefs. Um, we're we're not very far from those beliefs, really having a lot of power, but we are beginning to evolve that concept of sacred into, you know, a daily intimate experience and choice. So, women, um, women are the closest thing really to God on this earth because we have that ability to create from two cells a human being in our sleep we are able to turn blood into milk to feed an infant and keep it alive Um, we have a brain that talks both hemispheres are talking at the same time to each other and and you know by themselves Um, there's a lot that goes on for women that will kind of roll out over the next you know decades that has been known in older cultures in the Eastern cultures, but the Eastern cultures also were affected by um, patriarchy and misogyny and and the subjugation of women, and still are. You know, I mean, all around the planet, we're still looking at women being considered less than. But part of what that is is a challenge for women is not only to push back on that, but to engage in different skill sets for pushing back on that. Meaning, you know, one of the big ahas I had when I was married to a man who was very proud and very attached to being in control and being right and really not liking women very much, one of the things I I watched myself do, which was a mistake, but often we have to do, you know, things and learn both from the plus and minus positions, 
but you know he was a master of engaging in really destructive um, behavior, and so whenever I got seduced into um, trying to engage him at that level or be better than him, you know, outsmart him or out, whatever, I would always fail miserably. And I would have had to put a lot of effort, and for him there was not a lot of effort. And one of the teachings I learned, you know, was never try to beat a master at their own game, but but pick up your own mastery and then play the game. And I'm going to say that again because it's actually really important, both for women and also just any relationship we're in. Never try to beat a master at their game, you know, at what they are a master of, but do pick up what you are a master of and engage um, the game accordingly. Engage, you know, through your mastery, whatever is going on. Now, that may mean you don't even play the game that the person that's opposite of you, that you're in conflict with, you're in a power struggle with, you're in a, you know, some sort of conflict with. You may simply go, you know what, not not going, not going there. Not my game. I have no skill sets, nor do I want to, you know, kind of engage in such a game. And I will take up instead this. You know, so my version of that was when I got the aha, I will never beat him at his own game. It was, okay, what is it that I know I am gifted with power and an impact and ease with? And I went, okay, prayer. I'm very, you know, the prayer realm, the meditation realm, the trust in the sacred in everyday life realm, those are all things that I have, you know, mastery in. And so I just, you know, kind of took a few steps back and said, okay, here I am. I will be in my mastery. I will trust my mastery to lead me to where I need to be. And it was a game changer because... um, because I could then also focus what I was good on, good in on my life, uh, within the challenges of my life. And it taught me something really important, not only just about me in this particular relationship I was in, but me as a woman, which is part of where I think we've made some mistakes over the generations in the relationship between men and women is we've been trying to use... Um, for women, we've been trying to use the wrong, what I call yardstick. Um, you know, we've been using men's way of of understanding the world. We've been using men's way of measuring power and impact to then apply to ourselves as women, and that's silly. Um, it's understandable, as a mis- and, and you know, but it was a mistake. And the reason being, you know, kind of just like what I was saying <laughs> about um, the man I used to be married to was. You know, don't don't expect to um, you know have victory with somebody who's a mastery uh, a master in that realm. Pick a pick your realm of mastery and become masterful in it. And and I think this is one of the places we, we as women need to kind of you know we need to kind of take some moments and, and really kind of ponder this. And you know. The, the skill sets we have, the abilities, the sensitivities are not ones that are often supported, um, revered, appreciated, but it's because we live in a world that is still very much a man's world. Um, it's getting better, but I think really the momentum comes from when you engage, when you engage who you are as a woman, who you are as a soul, who you are, you know, 
for the destiny you have for your purpose in this lifetime, and you engage that, you trust it, and you lean into it, then you can change the conversation just by doing so. It's, It's not unlike having two people be in a dance. One's doing the foxtrot, the other one's doing the waltz. You can try to force the other person to do the dance, or you can step back and say, I really like dancing the foxtrot. I'm going to dance the foxtrot, and I'm not going to insist that you do it. Um, if you'd like to learn, that'd be great. But you know, and when I'm done with my foxtrot, I'd love to learn what you're doing, which is the waltz. So it's about not either or; it's both and. Both the foxtrot and the waltz are lovely dances. But pick your mastery to lead with, and then invite others to learn, to enjoin, and be curious about how others are masterful, where it's, you know, useful and positive. So I'm going to wrap this up because we're almost out of time. But I think, you know, again, today's show is about, you know, men don't get women because we're not men. And and this, you know, this many, many centuries of trying to satisfy men by being more like them has just frustrated and actually hurt both men and women. It hasn't offered men what they need, which is the skills and capabilities we have as women to help them grow into the men they are capable of being. And it hasn't helped us women, you know, because we're never going to be as good as men at being men. Now, again, that doesn't mean there's not things to learn. Okay, These are very generic broad strokes I'm speaking of, but the particulars are, you know, really where I work with people who are realizing the power they have, they care about things, they have passions, but they're not being effective in their life with either their relationships or, you know, with happiness. It, a lot of it comes back to what I'm talking about here, which is knowing that as a woman, you have different capabilities and, 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 um, characteristics that are your more powerful places to go and you can learn from men just as men really want women to be women even though they may not language it they may not always you know be going yay be more of a woman but what they want is the benefit of what a woman offers them when she actually is in her power as a woman when she is in her strength and clarity as a woman so um, I've got to wrap it up but if you've got any questions you'd love to to kind of poke around where this is affecting you in your life, I encourage you to check out my website, um, jaicar.com, and there's a clarity session questionnaire. And um, fill it out, send it off, um, and we can set up a phone time to to come together um, and talk about how you might want to navigate more effectively with more impact, with more power, with more joy in your life um, and in your relationships. And um, for now, happy Friday the 13th, and I'll talk with you next week. Bye.